there is this research that needs to be done when you're thinking about how and where you want to operate a business. Not only are we curating the best a city has to offer, but we're creating our own original content around it. The weird thing about entrepreneurship is people think that to be an entrepreneur, you sort of have to like jump up on the table, kick a stapler across the room, and then say, I quit. I think that most people that start a small business don't want to be a small business forever. I know I don't. I wish more people would just ask, like, why can't I do stuff? Good morning and welcome to Your Business Matters. I'm your host, Mark Hager. Thanks for joining us again this week as we talk about small business and startup and entrepreneurship and all the great things that go on. My guest this week is Dr. Ryan Gustus from iCare Associates of Bluffton. Dr. Gustus, hello. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. Is it okay today. if I call you Ryan during this? Yes, please. Okay, now I'm going to, I will, and thank you for saying that, but longtime listeners know that I've been working on my doctorate for a couple of years. I'm about halfway through the program. And uh, my friends always say, you know, am I going to have to call you doctor after this? <laughs> and my response is, absolutely. Yes. Because I've gone through way too much work. <laughs> you will call me doctor something. So um, if you want to alter your answer there. Uh, I think it was it was maybe more important as I had just come out of school because, uh, again, it's, it's you know, you're, you're younger than my children and you're my doctor now. So, yes, yes, please call me doctor. But now, you know, <laughs> uh, half a decade, you know, six, seven years into it now, it's like, well, you know. I don't get the comments about being as young looking anymore, uh, and that's uh, uh, both a little disappointing, and I guess you know, <laughs> less of the doctor. It's being all required. a matter of perspective. You're young it looking is. to me. Thank you. But but I'm going to call you Ryan Appreciate at it. any point in the interview if you decide that's not adequate. We're happy to change that. Perfectly so. adequate. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us about Eye Care Associates of Bluffton. Sure, we are a uh, private optometry office in Bluffton, Indiana, which is about. 30 minutes south of Fort Wayne it takes me about, I live in Fort Wayne, so it takes me right on about 32 minutes to get to uh, my office. Uh, privately owned, I'm a 50% owner with uh, my partner, Dr. Richard Shamerlow. And then we also have a part-time uh, associate, Dr. Jill Roth, who is there uh, with us two days a week. And so we're always running two doctors at any given time. Each of us sees about 20 to 25 patients a day. Wow, that sounds like a lot. Maybe on average, it, it feels like a lot. That's why we have eleven staff too, <laughs> so we <laughs> to to manage, and we have a lot of uh, equipment that le allows us to um, maximize the amount of time that we spend uh, the doctor, you know, engaging with the patient and talking about their treatment plan and what they have going on versus spending a lot of our time doing the the testing that you know our staff or, or something else some of our equipment could do so that allows us to see yeah, more see. patients while keeping it very personal and spending the time where we feel like it is most valuably spent or where patients appreciate it the most yeah it's mm -hmm. interesting perspective um, let's talk about eye care sure uh, because i i want to get into your business and, and uh, some other things that you have going on but i want to talk about eye care um what do people get wrong about what they believe about their own eye care? Uh, I, I guess, I, and, and maybe my point is, that I think there are an awful lot of people who either they take it for granted or they believe that, you know, it's, it's a little bit like getting a haircut. You just kind of go to whoever is convenient <laughs> at any given time. And, um, you know, we see a lot of pop-up franchise mm -hmm. type places uh, and not to, you know, discredit them in any way, but I just, mm -hmm. I just think that there are some people who take a lot for granted, and I guess that. Yeah, 
I would say training can vary. So there are um, optometrists who receive a, a residency training as well, which is kind of an extra year of of uh, perhaps uh, post-surgical management or disease management. And that is one thing that's different about our office compared to uh, any other in probably this corner of the state is that we are all residency trained optometrists, um, but uh, we aren't in a hospital or an ophthalmology setting. So we do manage a lot of uh, glaucoma, diabetes, um, macular degeneration, things that in our office you'd receive care for and we'd we would keep you versus sending you to a specialist because we have all of the necessary okay. training and equipment there to, to watch you. And then as appropriate, we have uh, retinal specialists in Fort Wayne, glaucoma specialists, cataract surgeons um, that we work with uh, for when someone needs that managed uh, surgically or otherwise. So that is a, a different thing. I think maybe to your point, what's what are people maybe misunderstanding about eye care? I think it's it's hard because a lot of changes that can happen can be slow, you know, similar to my slightly growing waistline that I keep upping my <laughs> looked right my, at me when you said that. You know, no, no, no. Well, you're you're sitting in across from me, so you know it's it's only natural. But yeah, you know, it's it's something that can be very gradual and easy to miss, and not to scare people, but it's it's kind of a unique thing where I feel like. Um, well, the, the eye is the only organ with a little window in it, right? So yeah. we can get a really good look at your blood vessels, of your, the optic nerve that connects your brain to your eyeball, uh, where your central vision is, the macula. We can get a look at all these things that have implications for your eyes, but also the rest of your health as well. And so to that end, we can detect a lot of things that otherwise you weren't having symptoms of. And there's kind of the... Um, classic example of someone coming in just wanting glasses and they had cataracts or coming in and sure. wanting new contact lenses but they have you know diabetes that we detect you know blood spots in the back okay. of their eyes so there's there's kind of those things that you wouldn't have expected right and a lot of times people don't expect yeah. until we we tell them and, yeah and, then and i think that was you know kind yeah. of where i was trying to get to is that sure. that it's um you know a lot more about healthcare than it is glasses yes you, right and so or at we, least that's the approach you, mm -hmm. you should take maybe as a patient you certainly hope your doctor takes right? we are the prime I, I couldn't give you the statistics off the top of my head but I think we are um, one of the number one primary care providers because that's kind of what where the niche of optometrists fill is that we are primary care for eye care specifically um, similar to you know pediatricians primary care right. for pediatricians right or pediatricians yeah. for children. For children. Um, sure, pediatricians have their primary care providers as well, but um, but there are many patients where, <coughs> excuse me, where we are their primary care provider and their entry into the healthcare system. Yeah. So that you know, previous example of that patient with the the diabetic retinopathy, or, or that a they didn't realize they had diabetes, and b they haven't seen their primary care in fifteen years, right. and. So then we are setting them up to get them treated for that. So that's a kind of another entry point because yes, everyone does at least value like, <clears throat> can I see? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. The so ability, can, the can ability to well see and, becomes yeah. important. But, that, but obviously, that's the driver for most people. I, you know, I need to go back mm -hmm. and see my eye doctor because my prescription is clearly, you know, my I yes. can't see as well as I used to. Yeah. Um, yep. And so I've got to go see him again. And um, again, they're 
some other uh, different things could be revealed as a result yes, of that. Yes, so that some routine monitoring is definitely recommended. So, yeah. Primary every, care or otherwise. Every yeah. couple of years? Is that, is that safe? That's, yes. Yeah. General guidelines, we'll typically see children about every year because between the visual needs in the classroom and how much they can change in a given year, I mean, yeah. pretty much yearly is mandatory. Um, beyond that, once you hit young adulthood, um, you know, 20 and on up, it, it can be every few years, okay. you know, every couple. Um, then once you hit 60, the, the guideline is generally every year because right. the cataracts and other things start popping up. So that's a general guideline. Yep. Okay, great. And we got to take advantage of this opportunity. Anybody that is looking for an eye doctor. Oh, that's right. Sudden, how do they get a hold of you? <laughs> Uh, well, we're located in Bluffton, and our phone number is 260-824-2020, because as an eye care provider, uh -huh. you need to have that number. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, we're accepting new patients, all three doctors, so anytime, uh, if you would need glasses, contact lenses, or a health exam in general, uh, please make an appointment. Great. Uh, well done. You've done that before. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back and talk about, the, you say, you know, you have a partner and you have uh, another doctor on board and you have 11 members of staff. And I think mm -hmm. many times people don't think of doctor's offices or, you know, um, even, you know, dental offices and some mm -hmm. things. They don't think about the small business aspect of that, and, True. you know, because they're healthcare people or, you know, I don't know that there's this mm -hmm. misunderstanding. Um, but l let's talk about your business side of this and your need to um, you know understand how small business operates and some mm -hmm. of the challenges that you face just like any other small business owner faces yeah we're probably no different in that aspect because we do have as many staff as we do um, and we have to be able to keep our doors open as well right <laughs> and and keep everyone gainfully employed so yeah it's I think it's a challenge um, and I'm sure every industry faces certain regulations and, and hoops they have to jump through, and and uh, and maybe just personal to me since I am a um, healthcare provider. But yeah, there's a lot of other terrain to navigate. You know, right. it's, it's one, it's it's and it's harder to do with an independent office um, without the right systems in place and right people on board because there are so many healthcare regulations you have to keep up on and so many things from a, a, a business side to make sure that you're doing things correctly there as well right. and growing. And, and maintaining profitability. And maintaining say, profitability. You to pay people, including uh, yourself. Uh, yeah. And we, you, you bought this uh, practice, is yes. that right? Mm -hmm. um, how, how prepared did you feel uh, to be in business after coming out of school? Yeah. So, I, mean, that's, um, I would say perhaps ill-prepared no. <laughs> I was a little, right on par yeah I was right on par with um, and it's you know it's a bit of a debate because within healthcare, you know certainly if someone if it's a profession where there's less of those providers going into a healthcare system and maybe more are their own independent entity I mean I do think of optometry being one of those because several there there's that certain little bit of retail element right you know that well that people understand pretty well you know contacts and glasses are right. also sold there right so you know there are a fair amount of our profession that is an independent office um 
in school, you really don't get any education on that. They try to fit in a little bit in the curriculum, but it is um, it is a bear. I mean, where do you start? You know, right. where do you stop? Yes. And so they try to make you aware of, uh, oh yeah, by the way, you'll need an accountant and you'll need to pay taxes and of stuff course, like that. Of course. But by and large, it is a little bit of um, your in own independent studies and, and what you get involved with. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was lucky to have a, uh, well, A, our practice has been around for 85 years. So I think I'm owner number six at this point. Wow, that's an interesting yes, history. Yeah. Is so, that unusual in that field? Uh, yeah, because the profession isn't hardly that old, yeah. too. I mean, schools have just been open maybe yeah. about that as, as long. And the original optometrists were uh, jewelers by trade, you know, um, Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in in okay. Uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, jewelry. You know, and so stores. They, they would also do make glasses. glasses. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that's evolved from there. Yeah. So it evolved from there. So um, huh. so to that aspect, yeah, we are unique that we've been around for eighty five years, and uh, and then unique that I bought my fifty percent was that uh, someone else was leaving the practice, so I bought his half. Okay. So I had already stable patient base ready to go, which right. was less of a challenge than starting new. And you had an experienced partner. Yeah, I had an experienced partner. The, that, the business side of it and absolutely. the personnel management side mm -hmm. of things. And mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's the part probably, <clears throat> when we talk about preparation for small business, I think yeah. probably one of the things people underestimate is uh, some of the challenges associated with having employees. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not about challenging employees, although sometimes that's the case, but it's just the whole notion of all the moving parts associated with the minute, the, the first hire mm -hmm. creates an environment where you have some, you know, you have responsibility for someone else yes, um, and, and they have a responsibility to you, but you, you can't underestimate the responsibility you have towards them. And then as that grow, it just gets more complicated. Mm -hmm. um, and that, it's really hard to prepare for those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, kind of like anything mm -hmm. in life, are you prepared to meet your, you know, future spouse and everything yeah. else, you know, uh, you can think you're ready and then you, you know, find out later. Uh, <laughs> now I've been married, happily married 11 years, say, so I'm not taking that from a negative just, light. Yeah. yeah. More from the, nice uh, you know, yeah, nice yeah. Save, by the way, <laughs> so, yeah, we just had our anniversary that day. <laughs> so, um, you know, you never know what life's going to throw at you. And so, um, no, if any of my staff are listening now, I was very blessed also to have um, a, a staff firmly established, you know, right. welcoming me in and uh, made made things easier than certainly what they could have been, yeah. for sure. So. Well, small business culture is, is just so unique anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, um, you know, I can only speak for myself, I guess, but I, I was attracted to the culture, which is how I got into small business. I worked for large corporations, didn't care for the culture there. Uh, it's not to speak of the particular organization that I work for, it's just the nature of larger organizations. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I think you, you were probably faced with similar choices out of school. That mm -hmm. You could go a different direction and go, you know, more to an institutional type environment. Um, interesting that you chose small business. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was partly in the DNA that I just, I didn't want to go through all that school, end up with the doctorate, as you mentioned. And I, I just wanted to be able to choose to do exactly what I wanted to do. You yeah. know, there wasn't another option. There wasn't another way I was going to be built. I really wanted to be able to offer as best of care as possible or conversely you know, less but I choose better but <laughs> either way it's my choice right? right and so that's 
enables us to buy all the equipment and things that we do to make our experience one of a kind and unique at our particular office. Right. And you know, if I w there are plenty of options to go work at a say a chain of some kind, but you just don't have control over your hours, future, what your patients receive, you know, what kind of product and, and things that you're offering. So uh, we choose to do highest quality, and that's the freedom that having your own office affords you. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you've mentioned a couple of times technology, or mm -hmm. at least skirted along the side of technology. Sure. Let's talk about technology in your office and how it's changed your industry and the, the proliferation of technology. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Plenty of, yeah, plenty of things. that <laughs> we, we just recently, uh, about a year ago, changed out. I'm sure everyone thinks of the old style four opter. That's where you get asked, you know, which is better, one or two. Oh, and yeah. Moving things around. That. and yes. Better now? Uh, better now. A or B? This is one, this is two. Even, uh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I think it was a couple years ago, like Justin Timberlake had it on his album cover. It was like the 2020 experience yes. or something. So it was, you know, all the eye doctors nerded out, you know, over that. But here, this. So you he, know, he had a solid following of eye doctors. Oh, immediately, that, you nice. know, it was being shared across well, all social. He, look at him. Just one more piece of evidence of his musical genius. Uh, absolutely. Oh. Panda, he just got 30 some thousand, you know, new fans. <laughs> right, I was going to say. Assuming maybe you didn't have them all before, but yeah. So um, so we swapped out all of those for, for digital units that are all integrated within our software. You can, um, it's much quicker and it's more accurate and you can give people immediate feedback of this is what your old glasses are, this is what your new ones are today, or if you're between a couple of, of prescriptions from the doctor's side of things, you can show them all those different things. And, and it allows, it, it finally kind of puts the choice fully in their hands. Cause right. There's enough times where you would come away with a slight change, and that slight change may seem like a, uh, you know, much larger change to that individual. You can't, I can't see through their eyes. I don't know. Right. And so many times you'd pull away, and they'd ask, "Well, you know, is it worth it? You know, to change my glasses?" And the, you know, the the answer is kind of uncomfortable. I, I, I have no way of knowing I, that. Right? I mean, it's a little, it's a little different. It's, it's certainly you saw a little bit better, but is it, is it worth it to you? Well, I don't know. And so this, this really lets it lets us put it in their hands they can see exactly what they're seeing through right now a uh, half second later they're seeing the new and they can make the judgment call of yeah I feel like that's worth a new pair or no you know I think I'm actually see about the same and I don't notice the difference yeah and a lot of things factor into that sure. so that's that's been a big change that's both sped things along and I think have increased our patient confidence, you know? Right. I mean, there's a certain confidence too, right? So that they can see the exact result they just yeah. came up with on the spot. They don't have to wait, right. you know, a week well, later. Educated patients, self-educated yep. or, or educated in themselves mm -hmm. and, and, um, is always a beneficial. Yep, more well-informed is better. Yeah. So, um, so that's one thing. And then a lot of the other technology that we brought on board does have to do, you know, a lot of our patients don't necessarily see it, but it's, um, more, uh, you know, if you have a disease or a condition, something that we are monitoring or following or discovering anew and want to find out what layer of the retina, say it's in, um, we, we have that equipment too, the same as a retinal specialist. So that allows us to keep, since we are, we don't have a retina specialist locally, okay. um, I mean, the next closest one is 40 minutes away. And, and for some small town, you know, elderly population, the ones that are more likely to have a problem that's a big, a big, big haul. Yeah. So a lot of those folks now were able to still see them 
right down the street and they don't have to worry about driving 40 minutes away just to receive the care they need. So that, that's been another big plus that for technology. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, you're a very entrepreneurial person. Thank you. We know this. And um, we were talking about small business and the extension and technology, all this kind of tying in together. You have a, you have a company outside of your practice. Fledgling right. one, yes. Fledgling company outside your practice. So you want to tell us about that? Sure. Okay. It's um, it's not officially launched yet. It'll be called Lens Quote. And it's essentially taking some of the patient education materials that we've been using in the office um, that uh, essentially outlines our patient's um, benefits. You know, there's insurance, there's discounts, there's brands of contacts, things like that. And we had created some Excel sheet, Excel spreadsheet versions of these things and have been using it in our office for about a year and a half and saw the benefits and decided to turn around and make it into more of an actual uh, platform. In this case, it's a SaaS software as a service sure. um, subscription based thing that other eye care providers can subscribe to and then uh, use in their own office as well. So Okay, and so you, and you said that um you created this tool and you saw benefits. What are the benefits to, Benefit, to you and to the patient? Yeah. I mean, you know. Well, it, I would say from a patient facing side, it, it very transparent. So uh, I would say maybe an example of a before and an after. So before uh, someone knows that they need to purchase contacts, um, they know that their insurance has a certain amount, but it's, they're not really sure what that number is. They know that there's a mail-in rebate, perhaps, or we've told them that. They're not sure how much that is. And then even just the price of their contacts compared to maybe other brands that's out there, what, you know, am I middle range? Am I high? Where mm -hmm. am I at? And so the, the tool basically lays it all out there for them. So it's very transparent. They feel very comfortable with their decisions that they make. And, and it honestly cut down on a lot of discussion time that my staff would have to spend in, in trying to yeah. tell them all of this when in all reality now we just hand them a piece of paper yeah. that's custom to them it's all laid out there and yeah. they don't and have it helps any, them make a financial the helps best, them make financial the best, decision they absolutely make. yeah okay. um, mm -hmm. and then on the practitioner side um, what are the benefits then for, yeah. for you and your office and sure well the I mean saved time from not you know from from making it so easy for everyone to understand it saved a lot of our time of conversations that we're having that maybe we're just frustrating people because they still didn't quite you know I mean it's hard to grasp numbers in conversation versus having something that lays it out for you and insurance is never an easy thing to understand I struggle still struggling to understand that so by making that's, that easy, that's yeah. a little disappointing for me here from a, from a practitioner. Oh, that it's it, as difficult for you as it is for your patients, changes, maybe more so. It changes frequently. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of changes there. Yeah. So, but then from the the from the business side, um, a lot of people are leaving insurance money and rebate money on the table that they otherwise could have taken advantage of, and maybe they're spending thirty more dollars on their contact lenses today than to get their whole year supply at once versus just getting six months, but they've saved themselves a lot of money. And we found that there's just, when it's when it's confusing and hard to understand, then you don't always necessarily make the right financial choices. You might say, right. well, what did I do last time? Right. And go with that and maybe, and, yeah. and they were leaving money on the table all along that they could have had, 
and then they could be healthier too because they're actually replacing their contacts when they should be replacing them because they have their full supply at once. They don't have to yeah. do another transaction. They don't have to wonder and set reminders and things. So from that aspect, it's increased the number of contact lenses we sell by virtue of helping everyone understand where their benefits are. Yeah. So hmm. That's really interesting. Let's talk through the development process for you. Again, from mm -hmm. a you know, small business standpoint, this is something that you created using spreadsheets, using your own information. And so mm -hmm. let's just kind of talk through that process. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a completely different thing to develop something in spreadsheets for your own use and then say, well, no, I want to make this marketable and uh, usable by other people. So yeah, yeah, that, that is journey been quite, like? yeah, that's quite a journey. Um, goes back, oh, about eight months, I want to say. That from when we started. So when this the Excel spreadsheet version was a macro-enabled spreadsheet, which basically means you can put clickable buttons on there and makes it easier to um, make selections. So we had, and then it does auto-calculation. So that's where the, kind of the magic was. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yep. Got to stay hydrated. Got to stay hydrated. Um, so, so basically, we had started there. And then when we decided to jump, we had a, a family member who had done some, she had worked in an advertising agency, but it was also, they had helped, you know, they help on part of the development side. So she was kind of our first contact in Indianapolis, actually, to um, interview a couple of developers. So these are, you know, smaller shops or somewhat larger sure. ones that develop things. And um, as we shopped around, we kind of learned that actually we we're kind of an ideal candidate for them because we had a workable prototype it had calculations and formulas right. and things in there and it was physically it was already visible there right so to some degree we we're sought after a little bit versus whiteboarding this thing and saying you know, yeah. this is kind of what we hope it can do and dreaming uh, yes. and, and yeah and so and you had this working prototype yeah so i think it made so. that easier it made it certainly made it easier to get a good handle on what it would all cost, you know, because yeah. we starting off is like I have no it's, idea what this is gonna yeah. run, but they and, can and that's give a us, really good that's a good yeah. pro tip for people who think they want to build something out software wise. Mm -hmm. If there's a way that you can hack this together uh, yeah. using spreadsheets or other tools that are out there, just to see if it starts to get to work, um, it, it helps along the way. It helps yeah. keep your cost down. It helps, like you said, with the quoting. Uh, helps the developer have a full understanding of what you're trying to get mm -hmm. to. So definitely a pro tip in there. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, you're you're good. Mm -hmm. it, that that was consistent feedback across the board when we were showing this was that well this is great because we're not starting from scratch right now. Yeah. <laughs> we can get and it let us move quickly on it too. Right. Um, so then once we found our um, particular developer who's their name is Crafted Up in Indianapolis. So if I could, okay. I'll put a plug Say, in for them. You know? Plug for Crafted Up. CraftedUp.com. Okay. And uh, Sean and Jacob are great. And so we've been um, working with them pretty much hand in hand where uh, they had my prototype. We had various meetings to uh, make sure that they fully understand because oddly enough, neither one of them wear contacts or glasses or anything. So you they still let them I still let them develop uh, and do the work. Wow. But there was a certain... Uh, amount of education there because they just had no yeah. basis of it really and so did you make them come to the office and do the which you is know, better no. and, oh, okay. <laughs> I think I would have yeah no I we had talked about it we, 
That could be their graduation gift. Yeah, that they, I think they, so. When we finish this all, finish the product, they can come on up yeah. and see. But um, no, they so so we had settled on them, had our meetings, and basically they just got to work. You know, we had a, a good budget. I felt like as far as uh, what they had to offer, and and so they just ran with it from there. And then um, we do. You know, there's cycles in our office. Of course, end of year gets quite a bit busier with sure. people when you use insurances. Right. Um, I do some uh, speaking at conferences that are kind of that time of year. So it actually worked out that while we were very busy, they were first starting and just trying to build it all from scratch. Okay. And then as that started slowing down, we've been able to pick up and now we're doing all of our fine detail work, essentially. Great. So it was, it's been a real nice flow of things. Yeah. Um, so what are the next steps? Is it, is it, are you in beta at all? You have other people We're, using it right now or? Yes and no. We have, okay. um, uh, another practice beta test and we do our own Excel spreadsheet though. So there's a beta that's doing the Excel spreadsheet version. And then um, now we're about two to three weeks away from oh, that's exciting. releasing to a few other sites to beta test. Exciting. And yeah, that's probably the most, um, you know, anxiety right now is the <laughs> fact it's like, wow, you know, before it's been all fun and it's a project to, to get this thing off the ground. And, and at a minimum, we knew that we would love using it and it would be better than our Excel spreadsheet version. But now it's the fact of, well, we also want this to be a uh, business and that other providers want it and we need to make that for them and all the architecture behind it, you know, of, you know, well, if it takes off, how quickly does it take off? Sure. You know, what's our sales staff going to be? What, you know, it's not going to be in our practice at that point. Right. So what, how's, how's that all coming to shape? So working heavily on that right now. Okay. <laughs> well, it's again, exciting. Uh, and, you know, you've taken, uh, again, looking at the small business approach to, to all this as we try to, you've taken this idea and you, you know, built out your own prototype and, but you're also deeply in consideration of how you actually monetize this. Yes, uh, you know, this bringing is not it to a, scale, right? Yeah. It's not a, if they, if you build it, they will come environment. You're like, now, okay, mm -hmm. just because I build it, I still have to go sell it. Mm -hmm. you know? yep. And so how do we do that? And so you've mm -hmm. gone through and created a marketing plan. So you have some, mm -hmm. some idea of the scope of the market yep. uh, and you're working your way through all that. I think yes. you've shared some of that information with me. So I'm kind of leading you through this part of the interview. Sure, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah. And there's some things that are, there's, you know, um, I guess there's a fair number of other models within industry that you can kind of look at that you don't, I don't feel like I'm completely starting from knowing nothing because you course. go to trade, you know, go to conferences, there's exhibit hall floors, there are yeah. smaller businesses doing something different than what we're doing, but the the idea or the where they started off at is similar so sure. you know well figure i'll probably be in in some exhibit halls and things yep. um, yeah you'll have a pop-up banner have a pop-up banner table throw and exactly <laughs> yeah. and um then beyond that you know there are enough there are other applications as healthcare provider you sign on for you know that maybe manages your um like texting our patients and reminders and stuff like right. that well that's sure. a similar SaaS type business right. of, you know, paying a monthly fee or a whole year at once. And there's a onboarding, you know, process through online and you have your consultant that works with you. And so right. we're, there's enough of those things too, that you can look at, well, I know that I'll need an onboarding person and right. I'll need someone to be, 
you know, kind of that concierge that helps walk everyone through and, and implementing because every office is different. And I just had a phone call um, with a, the other beta office uh, this morning and we're just kind of discussing how it, the same thing that we're using is just working differently in their office. Interesting. And, and the kind of, they're, they're getting some questions that we never get. And so it's kind of funny, like, well, where yeah. do those questions, you know, very similar patient populations, right? but for one population, it's completely obvious and we never get any questions. And the other one, they sometimes look at it and have these questions that we never get. And so what is it? So you figure it's probably has more to do than with the office culture, what they're doing, what they're maybe saying to the patient. And yeah. so you know that that's probably a big thing because staff buy-in is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, making, I mean, the whole point is that made our lives easier and our patient you know, patients happier. Right. So between those two, it's a win-win. So we just need to make sure that that happens everywhere. And of course, that's the beauty of beta testing. And, and that's, that's the beta that's testing. That's why we point. do it, right? That's yep, to try to sort those out. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so that's, that's very exciting. You know. I think it's very cool. Thanks. So, yeah. We always love to hear about new new business ventures and people with enthusiasm for entrepreneurship. And so, you know, it's been fun. And to so. throw a, you know, plug again, of course. Uh, so my partner, in this is also my practice partner too. Sure. So, you know, uh, again, having that kind of support um, yeah. along the way, it's, and of course, if, if um, one of us is spending more time on this and the other one has more time on the office and vice versa. So I think it works out really well um, to, to keep track of both. Cause it's, right. it's a lot to try to yeah. keep track of uh, <laughs> your own medical office and then you have yeah. perhaps this uh, startup uh, business that you're yeah. trying to launch as well. That's not just a satellite clinic. It's right. a whole different thing. So yeah, and uh, that's a big undertaking. So one more time, uh, tell people how they can get hold of you if they need to or want to. Sure, uh, we're in Bluffton. I care associates of Bluffton. We do have a Facebook page if you want to go on and like us on there. But if you want to make an appointment or had any questions, um, we can answer any insurance questions and let you know what you're eligible for and. And uh, our phone number is 260-824-2020, because uh, we're an eye doctor. Nice. <laughs> and that's required. That's great. Uh, so my guest this week has been Diane, my guest this week has been Dr. Ryan Gustus from Eye Care Associates of Bluffton. Dr. Gustus, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Mark. And for... I want to thank everybody for tuning in again to another edition of Your Business Matters. We'll be back real soon to talk more. Thank you.